because every because every time we do want a bunch of like news drops like that night that we're after we were recorded. Hmm. I what was it? They, the the Eternals had a trailer. Since Rory got its reboot announcement, there was like two or three other things that all came out the morning after we recorded. We're forcing the narrative. Yeah, that's the, the reason you have new shiny things, listener, is because we did a free period. Yeah, and it's it's important that it's jinxed. So take that. Oh, to be a cyclops brain in a jar. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wild Nerds, the only podcast actively trying to carbonate its bodily fluids. Nope. My name is Toby DePola, and dear listener, student of the school, my friend, do you remember a time when McDonald's looked like a happy child and not a depressed middle-aged person? Nope. You don't remember them not being brown and black and squared? You remember them having the old roof? Oh, and yeah. colours? Yeah. Despite being largely dormant for several years, Ronald McDonald was and still is a very recognisable pop culture icon. Um, not just up there with famous clowns like Pennywise and John Wayne Gacy, but he might like be in like the top ten of recognisable mascots like ever. He'd be up there with Pils- Pillsbury Doughboy and the Flow Lady from Progressive and shit. Do you know what I will say about him though? I think he's more famous than those two you just said. Oh, he's way up there, though. Because he's international. Mm. They are only international from either, memes. like... Yeah. It's mostly for, memes. And that's the thing, like, he's just international himself. Yeah, I think time is wearing him out. Because people still know what a Mickey Mouse is. But they're constantly refreshing a Mickey Mouse. Well, that's you know how they copyright. That's right. So, this week, I wanted to take the time to remember the error of child-targeting fast food obesity problems that was McDonald's land. Booyah. Joining me this week is uh, Producer Kyle. Hello. Hello, Producer Kyle. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Is it? What's your Where favorite is my McDonald's? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Don't even have to ask, because I, I know you're a McNugget. No. Nuggets in a long time. Mm. I have three, four orders. Okay. I have the junior burger because I don't like cheese on my hamburger. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, but I'm here for it. it comes with extra pickles. Fillet yeah. of fish. Mm. Nuggies. Apple pie. I know you always liked apple pie. I want so. nothing other than that menu. Now, how do you feel about the fact that it is not a pie? Fine with it. It's a sausage roll with apples in it. Get the fuck out of my house. It's not a pie. Pie um, it is has a certain taste. type of pastry on the butt and Which it's is, round. No. And no, no, no. It's a deep fried. No. It's no, a. It's, I am mm, not on your team. What's the word am I looking for? Is it a, a chalupa? Pie, a pie has pastry on the bottom and the top. What's the thing Deadpool likes to eat? The deep fried Mexican chimichanga. They are a fucking apple chimichanga. No. Yes. They are. No. <laughs> Define a pie for me. Re- the round um. No, that's fella a shape. With the puff pastry. That's a shape. Define. No, it doesn't have puff pastry. No, 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 the round soft pastry, not puff soft. The buttery one around the base. Whereas an apple pie at McDonald's is like a bubbly fried thing. 
That's fine. It has pastry on the top and bottom and filling in the middle. What is an apple pie? Pastry on the top and bottom, filling in the middle. It shouldn't have custard in it. I will agree to that. Because custard is... Your loose morals regarding pie are also like the same. They don't call it an apple crumble. If they called it an apple crumble, I would be pissy. Is vomit soup? Technically, yes. (laughs) Actually, it's stew. Stew is is just hard soup. No, stew is the dad from the Rugrats. Would you like to get back to McDonald's? Speaking of pickles. <laughs> that could have gone so many ways. Because his, his surname was Pickles, is it? I, I know. I know. All right. Well, to achieve McDonald land, the, um, the destination of our podcast, we have to get a McDonald's. All right. Now, I have not watched Michael Keaton in The Founder, which I believe is a biopic. But which comes from a biography. Okay. Um, this is a basic rundown of the history, okay? In 1940, Maurice and Richard McDonald, that's right, Dick McDonald. Dick Donald. Dick Donald. They opened a burger joint in San Bernardino, California. Uh, it is one of those old weird restaurants. Uh, Kai, if there's a name for them, you might know it because you're old-timey. But they're the ones in which you park your car up to it and a waitress, like, puts the food on the windowsill of your car. And I, um, this- they're usually on roller skates. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I mean, that is old-timey. Um, yeah, but in the photos that I've seen, none of them have roller skates, so it's kind of half-assed, if you ask me. At first, they sold lots of diner stuff. You know, they had burgers and big-ass milkshakes, but they also had, like, barbecue and root beer floats and tamales, I noticed, on the old menus. Well, I mean, they're in Southern California. Is so... tamale an apple pie? No. <laughs> But <laughs> but in 1948, they closed the restaurant for renovations to make the food production faster. What they did was they dropped a big chunk off of the menu to focus on being strictly a burger joint. You know. Back then, a burger was 15 cents and took about 20 seconds to prepare. Um, they also dropped the car hop waitresses for self-serve, self-service system, sorry. You know, where you self-serve, go and order. Self-service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You serve yourself. By which I mean you go up to the counter and ask for your food, which is what you do now. Um, and that's to save more time and energy. They also implemented a mascot around this era. Kaya. I have those little weedy things on my pants. It's really annoying me. It's asking about a mascot. Oh, is it a clown? No, it's a guy named Speedy. But instead of a bow and arrow sidekick with a heroin addiction, he was a chubby little chef boy with a head that was supposed to look like a burger, but is 100% a pancake. Stall for time while I Google Speedy the McDonald's guy. I can understand a Speedy McMuffin. It's because it only takes him 20 seconds to make your food the I mean, speedy. That, is, that is relatively fast. It's, However, I'm assuming it doesn't have a lot on it. He's supposed to be a burger, but that is a pancake. <laughs> Oh, why did they stand it up like that? That's the moon. He's a pancake. That's a moon. Uh, this fan art explains the burger better. Yeah, see? That's that, not... That's, that's a three-dimensional okay. head, though. Completely different to the original. You know Boom. how... Look okay. at him. What Put a bastard. It, can, can, uh, this, this is my gripe with society. Okay. That burger would take you 20 seconds to cook. It is it literally is just a fucking two meat pieces on of bread that are round and some smooshy meat. You betcha. 
Stop getting mad at your McDonald's servers because it takes them a minute to make a burger these days. I will say I miss, like, because I don't care about, like, health or safety or anything. I do miss them all just being under a hot lamp for, like, a whole 24 hours. Yeah. But they're ready to go when you want them. Okay, so, yeah, pancake guy. Yeah, he's Overall thoughts. Not not a great burger. It's definitely a pancake. Okay. Jump forward to 1954, the year Creature of the Black Lagoon came out. Good year. And the year Ray Kroc, a milkshake machine salesman, enters the scene. Um, he's the, the founder of one. Um, he was passing through San Bernardino and saw potential in McDonald's and tells the owners they should franchise. They're kind of like, that sounds time consuming and they're very eh. I mean, I would be too. And Croc says, um, he, he says, I can do it. And Maurice and Richard are like, yeah, sure, whatever. Doesn't really give a shit. So from there, Ray would be would be a horrible dick man and muscled the Super McDonald Bros out of their own restaurant by 1961. Nice. Uh, buying them out and expanding as far as the eye could see. Another thing he did during this time expanding was to... He decided that Speedy, the pancake chef, was shit. I mean, I might agree with him on this one. And this is where we get to the child target bit I mentioned earlier. Because Croc knew that the easiest demographic to get into was dumb children. They do tend to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he was the only one, though. He's not like... He wasn't the first guy to think of it. This was around the same time. In which the Flintstones were doing cigarette commercials. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... Do you remember cigarette commercials? Are you too young for that? I remember all the warning ones. Yeah. Well, you see... like I, I, I do remember the tube with the with the pus in it. That was a vein. No, it was one of those strawberry um, yogurt full no, candies that I no. ate sometimes. It was a vein. Okay. Well, whatever it is, it was full of goo. But yeah, um, it was good to cap. I don't know. I don't know if the kids were smoking back then, but I think Flintstones was a everyone show before it was a children's show. Um, yeah, it, it, that's one of those trailers and commercials you'd see on a YouTube rabbit hole now and then. Mm. Have you seen the Flintstones smoking ones? You think so? Yeah. Um, in 1963, we meet um Ronald McDonald. Here he is. Um, he's played by Willard Scott, who was a radio host who had also spent time playing the role of Bozo the Clown, who was a, another nose-honking icon in clown history. Please tell me that he's as terrifying as the original Mickey Mouse. You're in for a good treat, because I'm muting this so you, I can get a human reaction. Um, because the next part of my notes are... So, the first appearance of Ronald McDonald, the hamburger happy clown. Holy shit, it's awful. Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Black screen. White YouTube app. One commercial. I, I've muted Car. it for sound reasons. Driving up. It's pulling up to the old McDonald's. Oh, another car. See, they're supposed to be introducing us to Ronald McDonald, who's not uh, in the commercial because he's watching the commercial. Cars. There he is. Why did? Why is this trailer so Something dark? There he is. Oh, oh, what's on his nose? A cup. Because he's a fucking dumpster creature. Oh. <laughs> His fucking makeup is literally trash. Even... 
His mouth goes from like directly under his nose to underneath his chin. Oh, oh my god, he's got magic burgers that keep reappearing. Yeah, he's got a dick shelf in which a kind milkshake, fries, me. and wait, burger why, take why place. Is, why does his face look like. Oh. He's got weird buck teeth, too. It's fun. I don't. I like his hat, which is just a box with food on it. Oh, here's the best bit. When the ad fades out, he doesn't know what to do, so he's going to just... He stands <laughs> up. So, what are your thoughts about OG Ronald? And you guys give me crap for the way Disney meet and greet characters looked. Mm. Yep, so he's got a horrible story rig on wig under a tray of food. He's got a discarded cup for a nose. He does he look like creepy buck teeth sticking like out of his really big lips. into the bin and, and then just, just pulled it. Yep. Oh, I do like his reappearing... Penis hamburger. <laughs> it's great. I don't um, know how to one thing you won't see because we've muted it, but if you look yourself, dear listener, is the creepy old flute playing oh. in the background, like some horrible burger pied piper. It's all fucked. Um, he wears a stripy bodysuit and has a fanny pack tray, like the one on his head, but the one on his crotch magically always has a milkshake hamburger and fries on it, forever resetting once one is removed. Um, that was the first commercial. Him watching his own commercial on the commercial or whatever the fuck. And um, don't even get me started on that creepy one where he steals a kid. Nice. That one I definitely had seen before. Um, yeah, you put some creepy pasta music on over the top of that one, you got yourself a bestseller. Yeah. Um, after one more commercial that year in which Ronald hijacked a lunar rocket ship or something, he would receive a redesign, mostly because he looked like he lived in a dumpster. Yeah, he's terrifying. I don't like him at all. Um, now with the design we actually recognize, it's amazing how he had one horrible design and then a second design and that's it. It's been consistent the entire time after that. Well, I suppose that's good. It's, it's weird that they missed so hard and then they were like, all right, bingo on the second try. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's a clown. There's not really that much. Yeah. You've got, um, the yellow jumpsuit with the puffy ass. Uh, the red curly hair. Um, he would go on to be a commercial success all through the rest of the 60s, becoming an icon in advertising, like the Ever Ready Bunny or the Pringles guy with the mustache. With no body. What are some other old commercial people? Louis the Fly. Oh, that's a good one. That's I, I think that's an Australian one. The Michelin Man's another good one. Thought he was marshmallows for a long time in my childhood. Worked it out I, later. I think I- why isn't he the color of tires? Don't understand it. All right. Come the 1970s. Uh, Ronald, uh, sorry, McDonald's abandons the walk up and eat in your car system that, you know, and replace it with something crazy called indoor seating. Cool. <laughs> mm, ritzy. Remember when you used to be able to sit inside Pizza Hut? No. Really? Mm. I've, I've seen the restaurants. I've never been in one. Oh, I've definitely had both the sit-in and the buffet style. You know how every single human in existence has a preferable pizza restaurant? Domino's? No, no, no. There was a very specific one in Cranbourne, Victoria, that may or may not still exist. Mm. But my parents knew that one slayed before I was born. So that was the one we went to up until, like... We stopped living in a two-hour vicinity of this place. Okay. We had a preference, so we I... never did Domino's or Pizza Hut or... I don't know if there was a third one, was there? I don't think so. All right, Hungry Jackson, whatever. 
Ah, uh, see, as a New South Welshman, which I no longer am and have never been, mm-hmm. um, I say this given the current situation, um, we had both Burger King and Hungry Jacks. Ew. Weird. You, you could go to either branding of the same store. Nice. Um, but I remember them changing periodically in Cranbourne, but it was still the same restaurant. The sign would change every couple years to and fro. It was weird. Um, no, we, I definitely had both versions of, like, we had, for, for our US correspondence, the CC's pizza version of a Pizza Hut, which is where you could go up and get a slice of the pizza mm-hmm. and then eat it at your table, or the dine-in Pizza Hut where you could order your own pizza and take it to your table and eat it there. Yeah, okay. We had both. No. Which was surprising because we didn't have anything else. Back to McDonald's. So this new design with indoor seating and the overall style of the buildings would stand the test of time up until the recent years when they decided drab black and brown was the way of the future. Yeah. Um, they'd pretty much stayed universal from this point until a couple of years ago. They had the little pitched roof mm-hmm. that was red. They had colours and happiness. Yeah. Indoor playgrounds. Yeah. Um... I, I couldn't, I didn't know it was pitched roofs, so I've written down roofs that look like the Pizza Hut logo. Sure. You know, it kind of looks like a hat. Yeah. Yeah. So in this era, we are seeing an influx of Saturday morning cartoons that are basically just fucking commercials for toys, which is why they're not doing well in reboots currently. Um, you have He-Man, G.I. Joe. Um, during this era, shows would get commercials in their commercial breaks, funnily enough. One's, you know, shit like cereal brands, you know, Count Chocula and his roving pack of violent cereal lunatics. Stuff that you wanted children to buy. Yeah. Something like that really made them popular and was the world building on those old commercials. Like, they, there was a big budget going on in the cereal commercial game for some reason. Um, it almost felt like their own cartoon entirely against the real episode of Scooby-Doo or whatever the fuck was taking place. In between the commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and McDonald's were like, holy shit, let's do that. <laughs> that makes money. Let's make let's do that one. Look, I'm I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So they reached out to an advertising agency called Needham, Harper and Steers, and shortly after they came up with McDonald Land. This would be a place full of colourful and weird individuals under the rule of Ronald. You know, we would have Ronald himself. You'd have Mayor McCheese, who I don't believe ever got to Australia. I've, I, I never do met not him. Remember him at all? Or Officer Big Mac? Don't remember. Yeah, him at me all. either. Um, I don't certainly don't remember a guy called the Professor. Nope. <laughs> Just a vague, googly-eyed man, Professor. Um, they were they were all standing for the good of the world, and they stood against Captain Crook and the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. No, no, this ain't this ain't our hamburger, no, my friend. I, this is a nasty is ass looking hamburger. Other than Ronald, that I can be like, yes. Gather, gather around for this because I've also got a compilation happening in the background. Oh, I've been that watching. one. It's. Fun. He's mostly knows he might qualify for a uh, stereotype of a racism of a of a particular yeah group of people. What I would say, World War Two victims to keep it vague and not say he looks exactly like you think he looks like, because he does. He really does. He's being arrested by a big cheeseburger. It, it reminds <laughs> me of 
the talk show meme where they're like explaining the money grabbing gnome. Yeah, it's that. that. It's that. It's totally that. Yeah, you know or you know. Oh, you know. Um, um, Grimace was sometimes a villain. Um, we'll try to figure him out a little bit more in part two. Um, and you've also got goblins, which I'm pretty sure would, uh, what would be called fry guys later on. Uh, um, cause they're, you know, the little, they look like a poof ball or a yeah. chuzzle. Yeah, they're a chuzzle. Yeah, I think they're fry guys. Um, they all lived in this land full of singing trees, burgers growing in shrubs beside the fry crops. Um, there was a volcano that might've had cheese in it. I'm not sure. It's vague. Oh, here we, actually, fuck it, here we go. This, uh, we got an early grimace in the... <laughs> good timing. If only it had been seconds before. Remember Hello. when he was a spider? A big yellow spider? No, thanks. I don't want no none of that. I like the VHS filter on this. Look at him. He had multiple arms back in the day. No, that's, that's not my boy. Okay, great. We're going to talk about um some weird... Pygmy racism regarding Grimace later on. So, so look, so remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast to hear that next week. Um, yep. Yeah, so the pitch of McDonald Land was given the green lit, and they started shooting the advertisements, the ones taking place over here on the other end of the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. The set was built. Um, it, it was pretty well built and full on. It was a fucking hell of a soundstage. But the clips were pretty stock standard. Ronald and insert random child would, you know, they would have a misadventure revolving around a particular food item sold at McDonald's. You know, like the solution to one problem is a thick shake and a fucking solution to the next problem is fries. Nice. You know? Um, yeah, they're all fucking super weird to look back on. They're kind of funny. Uh, the theme song hurts my soul. That shit. Um, so definitely go down a rabbit hole of just looking at checking on McDonald's commercials every like five years a piece and just see how things go for you. Somehow these ads boomed. Miraculously, they were very popular. And from there, merchandise was made. Play sets, comics, bed sheets, Kaya, puzzles, coloring books, calendars, cups, slippers, board games, and action figures. Um, you want to include CD-ROM video games into this point? I'm giving you your opportunity here. And if you want me to. Now's the place. Okay. So, not only could you get your Happy Meal, which came with your Happy Meal toy, mm-hmm. they had selective add-ons. There was DLC. There was <laughs> DLC. Gross. And of I... course McDonald's would be the inventor of DLC. <laughs> it was loot boxes. Loot boxes all over the place. No, Happy Meals um, are loot boxes, man. You don't know which toy you were getting. This is true. No, we always did because there was three of us getting Happy Meal toys, so Mum was very good about making sure that we all got the different ones. Alright, so, as I was saying, in apparently 1999, they came out with... The one I can find the name for is called Mission to McDonald Land. That was the spaced-themed one. But there was like four or five in the set, and they could all interact with each other. And they were like, it was a hub world that led into little mini games. Yep. Um, but of course, you had like the whole the whole crew was there. No, we are not having a <laughs> McDonald's theme bed. You're a liar. 
Oh, here you go. They were all called... So there's another one called Adventures Through McDonald Land. Why do I get the media vibes? These are like the shittiest like magic school bus knockoffs. Look, I know particularly that you really like them. Mm. Because I still quote them today. No, no, they annoy the shit out of me. That's how we played them as kids. (laughs) But no, so you were playing like little mini games. Um, There was a space one, an under the sea one, a jungle one, and like a theme park music one, I think. Um, And yeah, they they were a great fun time. A big piece of nostalgia for the Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great. Um, so this era with the merchandise boom, um, also had most of the restaurants sporting big off murals of McDonald land, which I do feel like I still remember. Probably. Hmm. Um, it would also have a lot of the furniture to look like the characters. Like there's, I, I definitely remember some gross fry guy, like high chairs and stuff. And let's not forget my ongoing quest for the iconic Ronald McDonald bench seat. Every... Everyone will remember the bench seat because it was at every single McDonald's. Yeah. Always. And this thriving cinematic universe had started a chain reaction, Kyle. Um, when others saw the money in advertising to kids, we suddenly got the Burger King. We got um, Wendy's Wendy. We got Chuck Entertainment Cheese, the good old poggers rat himself. Um, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, this boom would also see the introduction of playgrounds in McDonald's. Um... They were old and janky and definitely not safe. They weren't the ones I remember as a kid. Um, one of the highlights for me was the huge grimace, which was a just a big grimace with his midsection replaced with like a metal bar jail, and then he was also put on springs. Oh, that sounds terrifying. I definitely didn't have one of those. I'm trying to find an image to show you because it is... I'm, I'm saying it's terrifying. You understand that it's terrifying. You don't get it. No, I don't think I do. It looks like that. I've seen those. Nasty. I don't like it. Here's one that's just like a a tip salvage place. I don't have the springs underneath it. Yeah, I'm not here for that. You're not here for just Grimace's head on a birdcage? No. (laughs) Okay. Alright, here we go, buddy. Things were going well. McDonald Land was on top of the world, but trouble brewed under the surface. Turns out we have a Bob Kane in the mix. Oh no. We have a Stanley in the mix. Poor Bill Finger. That's right. Because while Needham, Harper, and Steers were the group that made up the McDonald Land, most of the stuff was designed and created by two other guys named Sid and Marty Croft. I know those names. Where do you go when things get rough, dear listener? If you were smart, it would you would go to HR Puff and Stuff, the only trustworthy politician in human and/or dragon history. And ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. HR Puff and Stuff was a show about a this HR who was a dragon and a mayor of a place called Living Island. It was him, a British child, and a sparkly pussy flute, and they had adventures, and it ran for seventeen and episodes. Yep, they were great. It was like two chief O'Hara's. She was an eco-terrorist, maybe. I don't know. She just wanted the flute. The flute fucking pissed me off as a kid. Look, I know we're not talking about HL Hoff and stuff here, Yet. but they had the best VHS. <laughs> they had googly eyes in the tape, they and you have a press. They had googly eyes yeah. on them, 
Long time listeners already know this because I feel like you've brought it up a million times because the simple act of googly eyes has instilled it into your body and soul for all time. Boys and girls, my wedding was covered in googly eyes and it wasn't even my doing. Yeah, because people know you enough to know to do that. Um, There was drug smuggled googly eyes at my wedding. Yep, despite only running for 17 episodes, H.R. Puffin's stuff was an iconic and popular character from 1969... To the mid-70s. Okay. <laughs> 69. So in other words, he did about as good as Batman's doing. I feel like he was running like an episode a year. <laughs> the way this lays out. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I'll go into a whole podcast one day about this guy. But for now, all you need to know is a quick Google image search to see the similarities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Needham, Harper, and Steers had approached Sid and Marty Croft with the idea to build off of the HR Puff and Stuff world, using it like a template for McDonald Land. Um, Kaya, think of how like they throw all the Christmas shit over Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yes. To do um the Nightmare Before Christmas section of the parks. An overlay. An overlay, that's what I yeah, okay. So that was essentially what the plan was to be. To, to well, it's already built, it's so pre existing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was their plan. The Croft crew, as they probably called themselves, said sure and started to design overlays and engineering to make this possible. At the last minute, when it was nearly completed, the advertisers and McDonald's cancelled the whole thing. Yay! No big deal for Sid and Mighty Croft. They went on to work on other projects and do their thing. They probably were working on that weird sea monster that my dad likes, Sigmund. Mm. They were, look, at any rate, they were doing something else. They were like, okay, well, whatever. It's a, it's a puppet job. It's no big deal. Um, but shortly after, they noticed something. McDonald's land definitely happened anyway. <laughs> Complete with the land of living objects with the talking trees and the googly-eyed professor, whether it's an owl or a human, they're fucking identical, and doing the same impression of Ed Wynn. Shit, even Mayor McCheese has a very striking resemblance to Mr. Puff and Stuff. Look, yeah. In, yeah. You can't argue it, man. <laughs> like, they're identical. Mom, mom, mom. They literally would have just put cheese, like like a cheese skirt, around the sides of Puff and Stuff's head, and you've got him. Yeah, pretty much. So in 1971, the Crofts filed a lawsuit against McDonald's, and court case battles raged for six long, monotonous years. Eventually, McDonald's was charged for copyright infringement <laughs> and had to pay. Are you ready for this scoreboard? <laughs> one McMuffin. Oh, it's a little more than one muffin. They had to pay $6,000 per infringing commercial. 114 counts. They had to pay $5,000 per infringing promotional item. 66 counts. They had to pay $500 per miscellaneous infringement act, and there were 60 counts of that. Have you worked out the... The total, because otherwise I'm going to pull out. A total of $1,044,000 in 1977 money, which equates to $4.5 million in current US dollars. Booyah! Jackpot! That's a fucking crazy awesome amount of money. But that's good. Finally, the big guy's being taken down. I mean, you're right. They they just took all the designs and were like, yeah, yeah, we don't need these anymore. And then just took them like instruction manuals and just built it in another room. Exactly, that's rude. Very shitty of them. But also strange, because it's more like the advertisement firm's scam than McDonald's' scam. Because- yeah, but McDonald's could have looked at it and gone, hey, 
hey, my kid loves watching this show. They didn't. Oh, I'm not taking their side. It was shitty of them to do it. It is just a bonkers crazy amount of money. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, it's probably not that much to them. <gasps> the cookies. Yeah, you're a big fan of the cookies. I was. All right, and because none of it was specifically from HR Puff and stuff, McDonald's were given a generous time frame to change their shit out. Two days. No, they still had to do it, but they literally were given, like, years. That's like, nice of them. Because it's like a, a weird slow build sort of case. Like, none of it is specifically Living Island. The flute isn't specifically it's, it's in it. It's similar to the current issue between um, Universal Studios' old Marvel mm. yeah. and Disney. Yeah, yeah, they can't... Yeah. They can't, they can't update anything, but so long as they, like... No, no, it's technically worse because they had to, like... Make adjustments to phase it back away, like Te- further technically away. Technically, Universal's supposed to be doing the same thing. Fuck off, Mickey Mouse. Let them keep it. It's cute. It's retro. I kind of like it. All right. So they were given a a, a lengthy time frame, um, but while that was going down, there was another issue beginning. Star Wars. <laughs> Some fast food chain named Burger Chef. Uh, had introduced Star Wars fun meals. These were your your basic normal ass kids meal, your hamburger, your French fries, and a Coca Cola. But and that's a Nicki Minaj sized but to the end of this sentence came with a toy, Kyle. The polystyrene box had pop outs that you could make into Star Wars ships. It's weird remembering polystyrene burger wrappers in today's era, but there it is. Um, meanwhile, Burger King started releasing Star Wars souvenir cups as well. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't new. McDonald's had had merch and Burger Chef were doing shitty rinky-dink toys for ages. But what made it different was the brand name. Mm. Like, it was actual something. It was Star Wars. Luckily for McDonald's, this meal with a toy stuff would get solved. In 1977. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready for female history? I love a good female history. Yolanda Fernandez and her husband were owning the first Guatemalan McDonald's. Uh, they were doing it kind of unique too. They'd come up. Look, there was a there was a weird problem they were running into, where they obviously don't have the westernization commercials and bullshit. So like they would order a Big Mac for a four year old and be like, "What the fuck is way too big?" You know. Yeah. So what they did was the Ronald meal. It was the little cheeseburger, the little fries, the little Coke, and a sundae. Um, and it came with an inexpensive toy that Yolanda herself had just gone and bought from local markets. Yeah. Word of this got to Bob Berenstein, a founder of one of the McDonald's advertising firms. He'd been sitting on this idea for a while of putting, like, the kids' food in little boxes with trivia and mazes and some such shit like that, like on a cereal box. Yeah. He combined this idea with... Yolanda's um, little Ronald meal, and the Happy Meal was born. I'm so happy for the dead peoples. They ran for a few promotions to test the idea, and by 1979, Happy Meals were in every single store. So, you know, next to that chick that did all the spaceship stuff, and Cleopatra, and a million other iconic women in developing human history, Yolanda Fernandez, the Happy Meal lady. <laughs> Very good. Um, and I think, depending on runtime, this is probably a good spot to put opinion in things. 35. It's a, it's a good spot to put opinion in things. Okay. Are you happy? Do you have any thoughts about old McDonald's? 
Um, I wasn't alive. I mean, obviously, it, but so even now, now there's a weird nostalgia really for it. <laughs> I definitely have like a, a nostalgia for this era. I think I think we were there for the tail end of it before Super Size Me like really fucked up everything. Right, Super Size Me like destroyed McDonald's really badly, and it's kind of and even like it's. I don't want to defend them because everything about that. About that documentary was technically correct. I've never but, seen it. But they went out of their way to target McDonald's specifically. Yeah. If you did the exact same shit with any other. Even Subway, you'd, yeah. you'd still fall the fuck apart as a human being. But that's the thing you think about Subway, they've gone. Subway through... can't legally call it bread anymore. They don't even know what the fuck the tuna is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they've gone through lawsuits for things that, like, it's not bread or fish. Technically, that should turn people off. Do you remember when remember, Taco Bell got in trouble? I remember people, like, completely, they wouldn't even, like, meet up at a McDonald's because of Super Size Me. Mm. Uh, like, I had a friend that I was like, oh, I'm, you know, do you want to meet up here just because it was, like, a midway point for both of us? And they yeah. were like, nah. Yeah, it's gross. They were like, find somewhere else. Yeah, let's all go to Red Rooster. So. Shoutouts to the Red Rooster in Cranbourne. I'm sure you've made an order correctly at some point since I left. Nah, don't give him too much credit. Oh, man. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite, like, junk fast food place? No, I'm a very much mood-driven yeah. person. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same as And that's not, that's not fast food, that's just food. Mm. I'm very much a, depending on what mood I am in, I will only eat that specific. Yeah. Know. Like you said, you don't even have a main meal at a mcdonald's do you have a oh, fuck. Oh, every, every, <laughs> everywhere i eat i only have two or three things on that menu yeah. that i will eat um i'm not an adventurous eater well do you have a favorite character of the mcdonald's land i don't like birdie you don't like birdie well, said it. i'm gonna bring her up later in the in the part two which again subscribe just, to catch up on next week Ronald's little sister? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll 100% explain that to you later. Okay. Get excited. That's something to keep you invested, producer Kyle. Mm. Alright, anyway. I always liked Hamburglar. Right. Not, not, not that fucking We have not gotten up to the good. Um, we'll start getting into good Hamburglar when we stop ripping off um, HR Puff and stuff and kind of start interpreting a little bit of Muppets. Yeah. Not in a legal sense, but definitely they were doing that. <laughs> Alright. That's Thank problematic. You. Yep, so stay tuned to hear more. Um, and we get to talk about some Disney later on. I know you like that, producer Kyle. Um, I've been your host, Toby DePolo. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow on Spotify, do all the things. Um, congratulations on listening. <laughs> Take very good care of yourself. Maybe don't eat McDonald's the whole time. Make every meal a happy meal. Because <laughs> you're there eating the snacks. Fucking alright. Class dismissed. <laughs>